Hi, this is Ananda, President of the Hare Krishna Community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. So, welcome everyone to the ISKCON of D.C. Uh, Sunday Open House Talk, and today is special for two reasons, both because of the speaker and because of the topic. <laughs> um, the topic being the glories of Lord Balaram, and we're so happy and fortunate to have His Holiness uh, Ramapad Swami Maharaj uh, speaking today. I and mean, as I look at the, the, the people here who in the uh, class, so many of you know Maharaj very well, so I'm not going to give that kind of standard introduction that he's done this and that. But I will mention (laughs) uh, two things that you may or may not know. That for me, I don't know how this works, but basically Maharaj brought me to Krishna consciousness because the person that he preached to preached to me. And if he hadn't brought this gentleman named Bernie DeAngelis to to Krishna consciousness, Bernie uh, would never have introduced me to Krishna consciousness and I'd be who knows where. So I'm very indebted to Maharaj. Uh, also, the other thing that always, always, even 44 years later shocks me is that I met Maharaj for just a few minutes at New York Rathiatra in 1976. And almost like eight months later when I came to the temple, he remembered me and remembered everything about me. And he had, so he had this amazing memory and that always uh, uh, really touched my heart um, that such a senior, such an exalted devotee had remembered uh, all these things about me. And I was just some, the only, the only thing I had in common with Maharaj is the same name. My name is Brian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but also uh, what struck me, I was talking to my wife about this about, a, I guess, about three weeks ago now. We had the uh, incorporation of ISKCON um, Day and a day very important in Srila Prabhupada's uh, mission. And Ramapad Maharaj, more than anyone else in the movement, has dedicated uh, more than a decade to make sure that the uh, that ISKCON uh, Incorporated remains with ISKCON legally and uh, and for forever into the future. And, and all the devotees in ISKCON are indebted to Maharaj for that. So we're very grateful that uh, Maharaj agreed to give a talk on Balaram uh, today and... Uh, Thank you very much. So please welcome His Holiness, Ramapad Swami Maharaj. Okay, we're waiting for the image to go on the screen. And we'll start with the first image out of the series. There we go. Lord Balaram. So if this was a uh, in-presence discussion, I would ask people to raise their hand and say something about Lord Balaram, but I'll just ask you to, looking at this nice image of Lord Balaram, carrying his plow, wearing a blue dhoti, decorated with many, many ornaments, and a nice crown and an effulgence around his head, somewhere in Vrindavan, when you think of Lord Balaram, what do you think of? Of course, there's many things we can think of. He's the eternal associate of Krishna. He's Krishna's first expansion. He's non-different than Krishna, not just as an expansion, but non-different than Krishna, except for his complexion which as we see here, it's white or white like milk or snow. There's another difference, and that is the mood of Balaram is always the mood of wanting to serve Krishna, so much so that he aspires to serve Krishna in all of the five different rasas, although we primarily know him as the cowherd boyfriend of Krishna and the elder brother of Krishna. I thought because tomorrow is the actual appearance day of Lord Balaram to say a few things that maybe you won't be hearing tomorrow, so we'll 
trying to say them today. Next, here's a, an image of the full moon. And this is the month of Shravan. And tomorrow is the full moon day in the month of Shravan. And it's on that Balaram Purnima day that we observe the appearance day of Balaram. I thought of sharing something that's a little interesting, perhaps. Uh, in Vrindavan, I've been told, Rajabihari might confirm this, that the Vrijbasis observe Balaram's appearance day differently than we in Gaudiya Vaishnavism observe Balaram's appearance day. And Balaram's appearance day in Vrindavan is honored on the sixth day of the month of Bhadra, two days before Radharani's appearance day. Radharani appears on the Ashtami, Radhashtami. And the basis for that observance is from a book written by Gargamuni, at least it's a claim to have been written by Gargamuni called Garga Samhita, where he gives that date the eighth, sixth day of the month of Bhadra. However, Jiva Goswami wrote another book called Gopal Champu. Some of you may have heard of Gopal Champu. Certainly you've heard of Jiva Goswami. And Jiva Goswami explains that accepting Balaram Chat as the birthday or appearance day of Lord Balaram is unacceptable because it would mean that Balaram is almost one year older than Krishna because Krishna appears um, one, well, would be one year later. He appears before Radharani. So he explains that's not possible because the name-giving ceremony for Krishna and Balaram was done at the same time, not one year apart. And the stage of Krishna's development was the same as Balaram's. For example, we hear in Srimad Bhagavatam that Krishna and Balaram were crawling at the same time. And Krishna and Balaram began toddling and then walking and then everything, their child development was the same. And therefore, it must be taken that they were of the same age or almost of the same age, the same year for sure, almost the same age. And his explanation in detail goes like this. Vasudev had a number of wives when he was married to Devaki, Along with Devaki, there were 12 other queens that, or wives that he married at the same time. And Devaki was the eldest and most acclaimed. So along with her, other queens or other wives were also married. And one of those wives was Rohini. So prominent Rohini and Devaki. And when uh, the prophecy was told in the sky that the eighth child, the Devaki, would kill him. Vasudev persuaded. Vasud, another name for Vasudev is Anakutundubi. And he was given that name, we find in the Bhagavatam. Anakutundubi means drums and kettle drums. When he was born, there was resounding sound in the sky of drums and kettle drums acclaiming here is a most truthful and exalted personality. So the name stuck, Anakadundubi, but also Vasudev. So Vasudev gave his word that each of the children born of Devaki would be given to Kamsa. And he could do with them what he liked because it was not Devaki that would bring his destruction, but the children. And he kept his word until it was the seventh 
child of Devaki. Now, before the seventh child of Devaki was conceived, another one of the wives, Rohini, was pregnant. According to Jiva Goswami, in her third month of pregnancy, early in the month of Shravan, Rohini was sent to the care of Nanda because they were relatives and very close associates. For the protection of Devaki and the child in the womb of Devaki, of Rohini, Rohini was sent. And then in the seventh month of Rohini's pregnancy, there was a very special arrangement that we read about in the Bhagavatam. And that is the seventh child of Devaki was transferred by Yogamaya to the womb of Rohini. And that seventh child of Devaki merged with the child that was already within the womb of Rohini, who was Balaram. That was in her seventh month of pregnancy. And nine months later, Balaram was born. So that means nine plus seven is 16. So Balaram was in the womb of Rohini for a long time, extra time, waiting <laughs> for the appearance of Krishna. And um, he, Balaram, was born on the Purnima day of the month of Shravan. And shortly thereafter, Krishna was born on the eighth day. So we'll go to the next slide. There's a, another painting of Krishna, Balaram, with his celebrated plow and, of course, his club. So one of the names of Balaram is Rohini Nandana, the son of Rohini. Now we'll go to the next slide where, as was spoken by Jiva Goswami, the name-giving ceremony, this is found in Canto 10, Chapter 8. The Brahmana there, that's Gargamuni, where he, he was requested by Nanda Maharaj, who was in the foreground, to do the Namakarana ceremony for both Krishna and Balaram, as you see, they're of the same age. It's described by Jiva Goswami that the name-giving is traditionally done within the first 40 days of the child's birth. So up to this point, that ritual was not performed. And to avoid drawing the attention of Kamsa, as you see from the background of the painting, it was done in a cowshed. Of course, it looked like a pretty nice cow shed with some nice fruits and pitchers and other nice things for Gargamuni. But uh, he gave names for both Krishna and Balaram after studying their horoscope. And three names are mentioned. Can we go to the next slide? That this child, son of Rohini, will give all happiness to his relatives and friends by his transcendental qualities. Therefore, he'll be known as Rama. Now, Gargamuni knew, but he didn't disclose, that this child of Rohini was actually um, the daughter, the son of Devaki, the seventh son of Devaki. He didn't disclose that. Rather, he refers to Balaram as the son of Rohini. And he'll be known as Rama. Of course, some of you are aware of that celebrated argument that goes on sometimes. In the Hare Krishna mantra, does the name Rama refer to Ramachandra or does it refer to Balarama? Maybe some of you haven't heard that one, but it's it goes around sometimes. So Prabhupada 
addresses it in Chaitanya Charitamrita and says, they're both right. And according to your heart, Krishna knows and he'll reciprocate according to your calling. And those of you who are listening, you may choose whichever you like also. But as far as Gargarishi is concerned, Balaram is known as Rama because he brings happiness to all his relatives and friends due to his transcendental qualities. Next. Because he will manifest extraordinary bodily strength, he will also be known as Bala. So you put the two together and become Balarama. Extraordinary bodily strength, but not just bodily strength, great spiritual strength. Next. The third name he gave was Sankarshan. That is, because he unites two families, Vasudeva's family and the family of Nanda Maharaj, he will be known as Sankarshana. Now the family of Vasudeva and the family of Nanda Maharaj are already connected by descendancy. Next. Here's an image that shows you how Vasudeva and Nanda were connected. The father of Vasudeva is Shura or Shurasena. He was a Chatriya king. And Shurasena had ten sons and five daughters. Of the sons, one was Vasudeva. And Vasudeva's younger brother was Devabhaga. Interesting. Devabhaga, just like Krishna was the son of Vasudeva, Uddhava was the son of Devabhaga. So they were cousins. But one of the daughters of Shurasena was Prita or Kunti. So just as Arjun is a cousin, Uddhava was a cousin of Krishna. So Krishna was taken to be born as the son of Nanda Maharaj, whose father was Parjanya. So Devamita, Devamita had two wives. One was a Chatriya wife, born of the Chatriya wife of Shurasena. Another was a Vaishya wife, born of that Vaishya wife, Parjanya, who then became the king of the cowherds as Shurasena was the king of Mathura, the whole kingdom. But they were very close and intimately related. Now back to the name of Balaram. Balaram, uniting the two families, Vasudeva's family and the family of Nanda Maharaj, they're already related, as you saw. But because he's seen as the son of Rohini, who's clearly in the side of Vasudeva's wife, and Krishna is seen as the son of Nanda Maharaj, who's very clearly on the side of Parjanya Maharaj's family line. He unites both. Thus, his name, Sankarshan. Next. Next. This is Prabhupada's language. Balaram or Sankarshan is the source of all spiritual power or the original spiritual master. This we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Balaram is the original spiritual master because the original spiritual master, Sankarshan, has these two features, all spiritual power, all spiritual power. In order to carry out devotional service, we need proper direction. We also need spiritual strength to carry out that direction. If there's spiritual weakness, we may not carry out something that is proper and to be done. We need spiritual strength. And the spiritual master, the original spiritual master, Balaram, supplies that spiritual strength. And similarly, those who represent 
the original spiritual master in the line to disciplic succession. They give instructions. Prabhupada gave a very nice teaching I very much like. When the spiritual master gives some instruction, when Krishna gives some instruction, or either or both, within the instruction is the power to carry out that instruction. I'll say it again. It's worth hearing it again. Within the instruction from the spiritual master or Krishna is the power to carry out the instruction. There's um, spiritual strength within spiritual instructions coming from the original spiritual master, Balaram. Next. Prabhupada explains this in chapter 2 of Krishna book, which corresponds to the prayers of the demigods to Krishna within the womb. I'll just read because it's directly taken from Krishna book. One cannot attain the supreme platform of self-realization without being sufficiently favored by Balaram. Bala does not mean physical strength. One must have spiritual strength, which is infused by Balaram or Sankarshanar. Who would like some spiritual strength? Yay! <laughs> we all want spiritual strength. You know where to go. Balaram. And he's right there in our mantra. Hari Rama. Hari Rama. Rama, Rama. Hari, Hari. So when you're chanting your mantra and you want the, the required spiritual strength to carry out your duties in service to Krishna, don't neglect Balaram. Don't shoot for Krishna or take shelter of Krishna, ignoring Balaram. The very same understanding is presented over and over in Chaitanya Bhagwat by Vrindavan Das Thakur and in Chaitanya Charitamrita with less emphasis but the same the logic of half a hen. One likes the part that eats, but one doesn't like, or excuse me, one likes the part that lays the egg, but not the part that eats. Our service to Krishna is through the strength that comes from Balaram. Accepting Lord Chaitanya without accepting Lord Yachananda was the cause of Krishna does Kaviraj's brother to fall down, as described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So don't neglect Balaram. Take shelter of Balaram as much as we take shelter of Krishna, because he'll give us the strength to carry out the instructions that he is the source of, and the instructions are to take shelter of Krishna. Now I mentioned already that Balaram the outstanding feature of Balaram's mood is he likes service. He likes service so much, he can't do without service. There's a very nice uh, pastime next where Balaram, who is omniscient, and Balaram, who is all strength, when he sees Bakasura pictured here in this image, placing Krishna in his beak or Krishna voluntarily entered into the beak of Bakasura to touch his body, his mouth, with his lotus feet to purify him. When Balaram and the cowherd boys saw that, although you see in the image they have their sticks and they're ready to protect Krishna just in case, but they fainted. Our Acharyas described this with great glee and joy. <laughs> he has such affection for Krishna. To see Krishna in difficulty is just unbearable. Simply unbearable. He fainted. He can take care of Bakasura. He knows Krishna can take care of Bakasura, but seeing that danger for Krishna, he fainted. How strong is the affection that Balaram has for Krishna and Krishna has for Balaram. They were literally inseparable. 
in their Brajalila, in their Maturalila, and in their Dwarkalila. Inseparable, different exhibitions of mood in the childhood pastimes. They were just like friends. And after leaving Vrindavan, the, the, it shifted to the elder brother mood and the protector of his younger brother. He had all the different, like parental affection, servants, friendship, parental affection, and even he manifests himself as Ananga Manjri, the younger sister of Radharani, to assist in Krishna's pastimes. This is Balaram. And he manifests the whole dham. Everything, all the paraphernalia for Krishna's service. Voila. He just manifests it through his infinite potency. And there are two very celebrated pastimes where Balaram was, by design, Balaram was absent. Next. The pastime of the Brahmavi Mohan Leela. It's fantastic description where by design, Krishna went out one day to herd the calves because he's still very young with the cowherd boys and Balaram was absent. There's different explanations of why he was absent. Some sadhu had come and wanted to give his blessings. There were some auspicious rituals that Mother Jasoda needed to be performed. Some say it was his birthday, but he wasn't present. And there was a reason he wasn't present, because as you see in this image, the bewilderment of Krishna to Balaram, to Lord Brahma, was to show not only the calves and the cowherd boys that he had put in the cave were manifest there still having lunch, but all the forms of Narayan and all their potencies and the universes, unlimited universes, all in that little space, was to show Lord Brahma the unlimitedness of Krishna's opulences compared to Brahma's opulences, which is puny. But during that time that Brahma was checking to see were they in the still in the cave or were they present there with Krishna, one year passed upon earth. This is described in Srimad Bhagavatam directly. One year passed. That was another purpose of this Leela. And that is Krishna was reciprocating with the mothers of the cowherd boys who wanted Krishna as their son and the cows who wanted Krishna as their calf. And Krishna took the form identical of the cowherd boys and the calves, so much so the mothers didn't even know it wasn't their son. That's kind of mind-boggling. What mother doesn't know their son? But an exact replica of gestures and personality and voice and everything, an exact replica. Actually, the boys are the replicas of the unlimited potencies of Krishna, not the other way around. But... During that one year, Balaram, who's none different than Krishna except his color, was covered by Yoga Maya to the extent that he didn't even notice what was going on. And the next chapter begins with Krishna very slowly, little by little, pulling back the Yoga Maya curtain so that he could then understand what was going on. And when he understood what was going on, he asked Krishna, could you explain? And by Krishna's explanation, he could immediately understand Krishna was having fun. Or Krishna was reciprocating with the residents of Vrindavan in such a wonderful, loving way. They wanted him as their son. They wanted him as their calf. So for one full year Krishna fulfilled their desire because pure devotees are never left alone without Krishna's reciprocation he reciprocates perfectly so better be careful what your desires are 
But if you become a pure devotee, you don't have to worry so much about that because your happiness is Krishna's happiness and the intimacy of loving exchange. Next. Another very nice pastime that Balaram wasn't present for was the Kaliya serpent pastime, Kaliya Dhamana. That particular morning also, Balaram didn't go out with the cowherd boys. And the cowherd boys, very oddly, became really thirsty. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. So they went to the Kaliya Lake to get water, and you know what happened. But Balaram is back in Nandagram, doing what whatever Balaram was doing. And when it came time for a messenger to tell Nanda Maharaj, no, Krishna is in difficulty. He's in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. Help. Nanda Maharaj slapped his arm saying, no worries, I'll take care of this. And Mother Jasoda was in a panic and Balaram was just smiling, <laughs> knowing that Krishna is having fun. This is the intimacy of their love. When Mother Jasoda got to the edge of the lake, and wanted to give up her life because what's the use of life if Krishna is in danger? The strength of Balaram checked Mother Jasoda from entering the lake because she would have perished in that poisonous lake. So Balaram's sometimes omniscient, and sometimes Yogamaya covers that omniscience so that it looks like he has become bewildered. But that bewilderment. It's just an exhibition of his ecstatic love for Krishna. And sometimes Krishna becomes bewildered. Like when the cowherd boys enter the mouth of the Agasara demon and he's thinking, oh no. Or when he sees the cowherd boys by the shore of the Kaliya Lake, oh no. He's omniscient. But he enjoys those moments of, ah, it's a secondary rasa. And it's part of loving exchange between Krishna and his eternal associates. His associates experience, Krishna experiences, and the pastimes of Vrindavan, which Balaram participated in with Krishna to fullest extent, are all attractive. Next. Later, we find Balaram in this pose, just like you see here carrying his plow and this other instrument that is used for plowing the fields for the bullocks. Krishi Gorakshavanijam Vaisha Karma Swabhavajam. They appeared in a Vaisha family, although they're transcendental lords. And Krishna played upon his flute. That's his companion or his paraphernalia. And the flute was for calling the cows. It did many other things, but the ostensible purpose was calling the cows. So cow protection, Goraksha, is combined with Balaram's, Krishi, that's agriculture. So the two, Krishna Balaram, are doing the, the main activities of the Vaishya community, Vanijam, and marketing of those products. And this makes up a, a really interesting set of the pastimes between the gopis and Krishna, the tax pastimes or Krishna's demanding tax from their milk products and so on. Wonderful pastimes, simply pastimes of loving dealing by the personality of Godhead. And our last slide is Krishna and Balaram in the forest of Vrindavan. This is one of my favorite paintings of Krishna and Balaram. They're enjoying one another's company and simultaneously the peacocks and the cows and the trees and the river and the cowherd boys and the, all, the entire scene of Braja is moved by the sound of Krishna's flute and the loving exchange between the two brothers, Krishna and Balaram. So, this is just a warm-up for tomorrow. 
so many wonderful things to say about Balaram. Because our time limit is there. I'll stop here and see if there's some, I guess, you know, online questions or however you, you do this. Any comments or questions, anybody? Can we go back one slide? Here, here's you? one, Maharaj. Um, how can we get the mercy of Balaram? How can you get the mercy of Balaram? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. That's the most direct way. And could we go back one slide so it shows the image? If you, um, oh, there we go. If you want to go further in that Mahamantra, then through the representatives of Balaram, you know, the spiritual masters who are representatives of Balaram, empowered by Balaram to do their representative service, you can access the mercy of Balaram that way also. Hear the instructions, because the instructions they speak are Balaram's instructions. It's Krishna's instructions, but the instructing function is through Balaram. So take shelter of those persons and their instructions, and you'll get the mercy of Balaram. Okay, here's another question, Marsh. Um, why did Lord Balaram come as, as the elder brother, even though he is subordinate to Krishna? Why did he come as what? The elder brother? Elder brother, even though he is subordinate to Krishna. Well, there's, um, there's different transcendental reasons. And one of those transcendental reasons is after appearing as the younger brother of Ram, as Lakshman, he didn't want to be in that position again. <laughs> he wanted to be the elder brother. Uh, and it had something to do with the pastimes of Krishna that came later, like during their childhood, as mentioned. They were just like friends, and there was no distinction. Elder, how many, how much elder? Nine days elder. He appears in the Purnima, and Krishna appears on the, the Ashtami, eight or, eight or nine days difference. But um, elder brother, nonetheless. And in their later pastimes, he takes this position that gives Krishna pleasure, where he's asserting his role as the elder brother, like, for example, the marriage of Subhadra, or the protector of his younger brother in the case of Rukmini, when Krishna, the first wife of Krishna, it's described by Acharyas. One of the reasons that he ran from the battlefield where Jarasandha had been defeated several times before, but he ran, it was time to marry Rukmini. So he ran and jumped off the mountain. And Jarasandha can be killed later. That's no problem. So with the marriage of Rukmini, when Balaram, the elder brother, heard... Oh, uh, so many kings, Shishupal and Jarasandha, and so many kings have their massive armies, and they're ready to do battle with Krishna, and he's alone, although he already defeated Jarasandha alone so many times. He's alone. He assembled the entire Yadu dynasty army and went charging full speed to protect his brother. Now, this is the elder brother's mood. So it's part of the pastime between the two of them, the enjoyment of happiness between the two of them. So he appealed it is the elder brother for Krishna's pleasure. How's that for an answer? Well, here's another question. Um, in Mahabharata, Balaram seems to support Toyodana. Is there a particular reason? Uh, it, it's one of those enigmas that I don't know the answer to. Do you, Prajabihari, know the answer to that one? 
I mean, only that doesn't Balaram have the name Turyodhana Navuru? But how did he get that name? I mean, he gets that name because he was partial to Duryodhana. So why was he partial to Duryodhana? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there must be some answer that, you know, our super scholars out there in ISKCON, some, somebody might know. I've never heard an explanation that made any sense to me. Uh-huh. Other than, you know, you know this Yadrichchaya, somehow or another, it was for the pleasure of Krishna. Because somehow it was another for with the pleasure of Krishna. So when when the the battle was to take place, Krishna declined to fight. Balaram declined to fight, and he went on pilgrimage. But he came back in time to advise Bhima, don't destroy Duryodhana the way that Krishna says to destroy Duryodhana. But he did it anyways. So Something to do with the transcendental relationship between Krishna and Balaram is some indication of why he took the position as being partial towards or friendly towards Duryodhana. But it is a puzzle. Yeah. The next question is uh, kind of a simple one. Uh, do we fast tomorrow? Well, if you're three years old, you probably won't. I'm not sure this was a three-year-old who asked the question. But, you know, for most of us, we probably will. And it's recommended. So uh, it's one of the primary days of fasting, and I hope you enjoy your fast. But not just fast. You know what you do in addition to fast? You chant extra and hear extra and prepare nice preparations for Balaram extra. You do those devotional things extra, along with decreasing bodily necessities. You increase your spiritual activities, especially hearing and chanting. So make a, make a nice plan tomorrow. Make your plan today for tomorrow. Nice. Or increasing hearing something. Maybe read with somebody or come across something that you'd really like to read again and dive into it. Wonderful. Uh, Mars, the next question is, is there any prayer in the scripture that we can meditate on related to Lord Balaram? Yeah. Um, there, there are prayers, and I don't have any of them in front of me or in the, in the front of my mind, my memory. But, you know, it's um, a really nice prayer a set of prayers is when um, the river Jamuna personified came before Balaram at the time of the Balaram uh, Rasalila, and she offered some very, very beautiful prayers to Balaram. So I would suggest if you want some really nice prayers to Balaram, that's a nice place to go. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, this person says that this may be a silly question, but let's see. While chanting and trying to be attentive to each word in the mantra, sometimes I find that I am confusing myself with trying to meditate on Radharani, Krishna, and Balaram for the duration of one mantra. If you could please kindly shed some light into how we should meditate on their lordships. For example, Radharani alone in one mantra, Balaram on the next, and Krishna the next. I can theoretically understand that when one progresses, this kind of conundrum does not exist. But I thought I would ask, because sometimes this is my state at the moment. Well, I don't have that problem because I don't try to do, you know, the round robin of <laughs> meditate on this one, that one, the other one. Um, I, I, I would recommend just hear the sound. And it's as you're meditating on the sound, you're calling those three personalities. But... You meditate on the sound. Bring the faculty of hearing to the sound. That's that's rather than meditating on this personality. The, you know, the personality, everything will emerge from the sound. So just do that. That's my recommendation. Thank you. Um, do Yodana was Balaram? Oh no, that's the wrong one. Um, 
Is there any significance to the plow and club that Balaram carries? Yeah, I mentioned already. The plow and the club. Oh, the club is for fighting. <laughs> the, 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 the plow is for plowing and the club is for fighting. You know, he's, he lets people have it when they, they need to have it. And he's, he's, really, he's really expert at fighting with club, including teaching Duryodhana how to fight with a club. Thank you. Um, here's a, a straightforward question. Is Mahavishnu an expansion of Krishna or Balaram? Is Mahavishnu an expansion of Krishna or Balaram? Well, Krishna is the source of everything. So one can say Krishna is the source of Mahavishnu since Krishna is the source of everything. But Mahavishnu, you know, you go through Chaitanya Charitamrita or teachings of Lord Chaitanya that summarizes all of this, teachings of Lord Chaitanya. And Mahavishnu and each of the Purushas are expansions of the second Sankarshan. And we all heard Sankarshan is another name of Balaram, but that Sankarshan from which Mahavishnu comes is, is the expansion of his expansion. So you can say expansion of Balaram, you can say expansion of Krishna, you can say expansion of Sankarshan. And in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Das Kaviraj says, they're all right. <laughs> it takes a transcendental brain to understand, they're all right. And if you have the binary material brain, if this is right, then that can't be right. Got it. <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but Premitrangani Devi, she um, posted in the chat two links, one to um, uh, Madhavananda Prabhu's uh, explanation of why Balaram had affection for Duryodhana. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. I, I appreciate it. Charan. Um, you want me to read it? Or you want me to? Yeah, please read it. Okay. And then forward it to me. I'd like to have a copy. Okay, I'm your servant. Um, <clears throat> if we contemplate on the pastimes of Krishna's beloved elder brother, a relevant question arises. Why did Balaram give so much favor to the demoniac? Duryodhana was not a devotee of Krishna. From his childhood, he hated Krishna's pure devotees, the Pandavas, and tried in various ways to kill them. When Yudhisthira asked Krishna to go to Hastinapur to deliver a yes. peace message on behalf of the Pandavas, Duryodhana grossly disrespected Krishna and even tried to capture him. In spite of all these offenses to both Krishna and his pure devotees, Duryodhana is famous as a great disciple of Balaram. And Madhavendra says, Consider, one, Balaram stayed for several years in Mithila just to give association to Duryodhana and train him in the art of fighting with the club. Yes. Well, two, Balaram wanted to give his sister Supadra in marriage to Duryodhana. Yes. Duryodhana, three, Duryodhana considered Balaram the Supreme Lord. He addressed him as Bhagavan. And he gives references to each other. The first two were Bhagavatam, the last one was Garga Samhita. Next, uh, it was Duryodhana who asked the sage Pradvipak hmm, Muni to inform him about Balaram's rasa dance in Braja, as well as various prayers and procedures for worshipping Baladev. And but this club. doesn't say why there was partiality. No, not not yet. <laughs> You're right. It just uh, gives some reasons. Um, well, it shows well, the partiality. Oh, okay. I go to it the doesn't say why. How do we reconcile the fact that Duryodhana was very dear to Balaram? There may be many answers to this question, but we conclude that although Duryodhana looked like he was very close, ultimately his attitude was not pleasing to Balaram. That was his conclusion. I don't know if that's really satisfactory, but that's what he... <laughs> no, it doesn't answer the question. Not really, does it? It's esoteric and sweet. But what about the question? Well, here, I, but, I, I, send, okay. send it to me and I'll write to Madhavananda and say, can you please answer the question? Yeah, and I think uh, Chaitanya Charamprabhu answers it more like you did. He, uh, he said it's because Krishna enjoys rasa in different ways with different people. So just like Krishna is God, but Mother Yashoda okay. chastises Krishna, she ties okay. him, threatens him, 
Why does she do that? Because that's the way Krishna rejoices in maternal ras with her. And then he goes on to say, you know, you can you can figure out what he's going to say next. So I'll um, I'll make sure that uh, Premachangan he sends you both of those links. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. And she'll make sure. I will make sure. <laughs> How are we doing with time? Well, okay. you know, this is uh, whatever time you want to take. Uh, there's no restrictions. Really? I'm used to getting the hook. And <laughs> this is uh, this is not you know the. Uh, we don't. We're not serving prasadam now, so no one is salivating. You know? oh, okay, <laughs> and the children getting restless and yeah, all that. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, then I'm I'm good to go. I'm uh, if there's still some people that want to say something. Well, let's see. What is it? Once I heard from a devotee, Krishna in some or other way comes in one's life to give his mercy. He says, "I think I heard that from you." Not yes. sure though. Yes, thank you. Question. I think it's a statement, but maybe you want to, you want to expand on that. Krishna is somewhere or another comes into our lives to give us mercy. Oh no, that was that was privately sent to me. He says that I said that. Well, I I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. What to speak of what I said in the past. Um, we have something in the room here, and oh, we have a microphone too, so you can hear what the person in the room says. Great. Hare Krishna Maharaj, uh, thank you so much for the wonderful class. Uh, we heard that um, Krishna and Balram, Balram especially coming after sixth child, that is seventh Balram coming as seventh child, and then eighth is Krishna. And before Balram, all the six Anardas um, that we have to remove, and then Guru comes into our life. Uh, that's what you know. I heard. Um, but talking to myself, um, taking initiation, and so much. Uh, unwanted things in the heart. How do we understand that Guru is already um, given the initiation, but the Anadas are still there? Anadha Nivruti is starting from now. Um, how do we reconcile that? You know, Guru comes, all the Anadas are gone, then Guru comes, or Guru comes to take out the Anadas in our life? Do you know anybody that prior to initiation, all of their anarthas were gone? Do you know one person? I mean, maybe Sukadeva Goswami, but he didn't even receive initiation. So does that answer your question? You know, which comes first? It, Balaram, the, the understanding that I have heard is not exactly what you said. It's Balaram prepares the way for Krishna's appearance. Not that before Krishna comes, Guru comes. Balaram prepares the way for Krishna's appearance. And it's a, it's so it, and it's a, it's a pastime. And in our practical lives, we don't have six children killed or six imperfections or faults completely gone. But you know, the, the, the spiritual master is assisting us by giving instructions as Balaram is giving instructions with strength behind those instructions to qualify us to receive Krishna. That's the function. Yes. Thank we you still so have more to go, a whole lot more to go. Thank yeah? you so much for clearing and in, you know, in, in the, the, the stages of bhakti, the Bhajana Kriya stage, being the come before the Anarta Navriti stage. I've not heard any lecture or explanation where Prabhupada doesn't say in Bhajana Kriya stage initiation. Sadhu Sangha builds the desire for Bhajana Kriya. And in that, the next breath, the next statement is initiation. And then after that comes Anarta Navriti, right? So that answers your question, right? Thank you for clearing that. <laughs> we have another in the room question. All right. Thank you for the class, Maharaj. I think that was really good. Um, my question was not directly related to Lord Balaram. Is that okay? Uh, that's up to Potomac. <laughs> sure, totally fine. Okay. Okay. Um, so my question was related to like ISKCON as a whole. So. Um, my question is basically like whenever I kind of like 
I'm socially meeting people and gathering with people and I tell them that like I'm part of ISKCON or this religious organization, I kind of get a lot of backlash in terms of like, oh, like you're, you're a part of a cult and like we don't support that. And so like, I guess my question to you is just, what's the best way to respond to that? Uh, well, you could minimize the flack just by not mentioning, you know, today there's an allergy to organized religion and God. So you just, you know, be aware that there's allergy out there and you pre present the problem and the allergy per person is going to sneeze. So um, there are different ways of saying what you're part of or, you know, this is, this is, you know, a, a suggestion, not like the silver bullet. But these days, I've learned from younger generation people like yourself that something that's politically correct is to say, these are the, these are the values that I embrace. And I live my life according to the values that I embrace. And, you know, not like you're trying to encourage them to adopt your same values and live the same way that you're living or judging them or something. So you don't need, you don't need to identify who you are with something that they have allergy to just, you know, because they, because they don't know. Now, uh, you know, another response, if you do say that, or the people that you said that to, you go back to them, say, what, what does cult mean to you? What are the, what are the, What's your definition of what a cult is that you feel you can't support? Because I probably can't support that too. I mean, it's, it's something that I learned this from Rabindra Saruprabhu. He was sharing, I've heard him say it like several times, six times. He was giving a class one time in, um, um, in Philadelphia, the, the loft that Haryashva runs. And he was speaking something and right in the middle of the class, somebody, an elder man, an adult, said, um, I don't believe in God. And so he just stopped the class and he said, tell me that God that you don't believe in. And he said what he doesn't believe in. And Rabindra said, well, I'm with you, man. You know, like, I don't believe in that either. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So let me tell you what, what, what I'm doing. And it's not that or who Krishna is, and it's not that. Here's, here's the, the personality that I'm dedicating myself to and learning about, and it's not that, it's this. And the man, you know, because it was rational, and, you know, Ravindra's a, a gentleman and very expert, so the, the person could understand, here's, here's a thinking, rational person. It's not a, a cult follower. So, you know, Ask them, that's another uh, possibility. What's your idea of what a cult is? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that would, that, you know, that's that mindless following of something, of a charismatic leader, that, that there, there isn't any foundation to it. I'm with you. Blind following is something that really isn't healthy. So is there something else that is healthy? What does healthy look like? What would you call healthy? And so here's what, here's, or here's my conception of what healthy is as opposed to unhealthy. So, you know, if, but if the person is just, you know, um, kind of a diseased individual, you're not going to get very far with peaceful discussion. So smile and give them some, a samosa or something. Okay. Just to follow up on that real quick. Um, if someone said something like, is Krishna consciousness associated with Hinduism or something like that, could you follow that up and say uh, it's a subset, like Krishna consciousness is a subset of Hinduism, or would you say it's completely separate? Well, it depends on the person, because you, you, you want them to, what you want to be is genuine, you want them to understand that you're being genuine. So then it depends upon, you know, their mindset. So, you know, there's different ways of answering or, or explaining. It's, it's not really, because what is Hinduism anyways? 
what's what's Hindu anyways? Hindu is a Arabic word. People that live on the other side of that river named Sindhu. And the S becomes an H. So the people on the other side of that river, that's who the Hindus are. It's not, it's not, what does it mean? If it means they're followers of the Vedas, sure, we're followers of the Vedas. And there are people that are followers of the Vedas that consider themselves Hindus. Okay. But they're not really, it's followers of the Vedas. And, and, and so you explain to the individual that wants to know. If somebody just wants like a, a, a quick pad answer, they don't really want to know, then you can say something else. But if they want to know, um, we're followers of the Vedas. And the Veda means knowledge. And, you know, just keep it simple. But for some people, they need to hear, yeah, you're part of Hinduism. Okay. But not really. <laughs> you know, for, for conventional sake, yes. Like some of our devotees, they're Hindu chaplains. At universities, they're Hindu chaplains. Um, Rambaru Mataji, who's teaching courses on Karuna Care, she's a Hindu chaplain. You know, it's just a, a, a name that people recognize, and so it's an umbrella you can stand under and people say, yeah, come on and get out of the rain. So, you know, for some people it works. In the UK, it's certainly something that they um, engage in. So it depends on the individual and their capacity to be, to see one thing from another thing. That's called intelligence. Okay. So we're at quarter after the hour. Excuse Are we ready me. to wrap it up? Excuse me, Prabhuji. I would, uh, Swamiji, I would like to mention something. Okay, fine. I'm Anita, and there's a link that Prima Tarangini sent. The top link explains why the uh, Ryudan was favored by Balaram. Yes. No, it, it says the ways in which he was. No, no, there's another. There are two links she sent. The top ah, link okay. Yeah. So she can then send them to me so I can see what those links say. How's that? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, Anita. We have one hand up in the room. It's 216. Well, do you want no a question? Problem. Huh? No problem. We can go to midnight. Oh. <laughs> You you are loaded with humor. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Maharaj. Um, my question is related to uh, about the desires you mentioned. About which? Uh, desires. Desires. So our desires uh, are reciprocated by Krishna as a loving father, and he tries to um, uh, fulfill whatever we desire. So my question is, um, my desires may come from a very childlike platform or be contaminated with my past scripts. Yeah, so, so he'll reciprocate by helping you get free from that. So how do I align myself to have more... Um, Higher desire instead of the lower ones? Yeah. Well, Krishna will help you. I mean... It, the, the the seed or the core or the essence is bhakti. That is, the essence of bhakti is anukulyena krishna anushilanam. That is, Krishna should be pleased. And I'm not there. I'm somewhere not there, down and not there. But somewhere in, in the core of my heart is this acknowledgement that Krishna is to be pleased. And so there's a big gap between where I am and what, what really deep inside me is, is what I'm hankering for. Krishna will see that. He'll also see the other desires. And he'll help you. Not just, you know, fulfill the material ones, but he'll help you according to your capacity and your strength and your everything. The whole picture of you. He'll help you come to that core position. He doesn't force, but he'll help. And it may not look like you would design it, but he'll, you know, he's a better designer than we are. And he'll design it nicely. And that's the trust that we have. We, you know, in God we trust. We have faith. Matkatasu, just by what we're doing now. This just this very simple activity of 
hearing about Balaram and his appearance and activities and his names and his paraphernalia and so on. There's potency that can carry us to that position that you just described. That's one of the ways, a primary way, that Krishna will help us come to the position of desires being fulfilled, the spiritual ones. Okay. I'm getting a sense it's time to wind up. So we're going to wind up. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Please uh, come and speak again and again. It's really wonderful. And I feel very inspired to uh, uh, do what you say, to try to go to bed early tonight, get up early, and really get a uh, full... um, uh, full-on um, engagement in Lord Balaram's remembrance tomorrow. So I really appreciate it a lot. And have some sections that you want to read, some prayers you want to recite, some extra rounds you want to chant, some preparations for Balaram that you want to cook in the kitchen, and things like that. So make a plan today for celebrating tomorrow. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Glory to Prabhupada. Prabhupada Kijai. Yeah.